You're listening to WBEZ. A group of Chicago teenagers spent the last few months learning about the nonviolent strategies of Martin Luther King Jr. The goal, to create peace warriors who help make their high school and their neighborhood safer. But in a West Side community racked with gun violence, can this message break through? WBEZ Sarah Karp has the story. Over the summer, a group of West Side teenagers went on a journey. They learned the strategies of nonviolence, and then they went out and taught others. In community centers, churches, and schools, almost everywhere, they first had to confront the reality of what they and their peers are experiencing. I see the blood marks, and I see he just all bloody. His sh- shoes, everything on him was bloody. 2018, he um he killed himself because people judged him for the way um the way he looked, the way he acted, and when you um see it, you're in you're in shock. Because everybody just died dying two weeks apart. So I just lost another friend, got shot on the bus. So I've been in my little moves lately. It was just horrible because they actually did end up coming up to the school once we left. Like they literally shot at the school once we left. And we were just wondering, like, what if that would have been one of us? The students from North Ondo College Prep have been trained to listen to and to participate in conversations where these stories come up. They respond by presenting the principles of nonviolence. The first principle is nonviolence is the way of life for courageous people. These are the principles that Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King's associates developed after he directed them, just before his death, to operationalize nonviolence. To become peace warriors themselves, these teens learn these principles inside and out. The love. Community. Is the, is the framework for the future. They have two tasks. Teach these ideals to others in the community and keep peace in their school. Gerald Smith is a restorative justice specialist at the West Side Charter School. He says the school launched its Peace Warrior work in 2009 in desperation. There were all kinds of gang factions, all kinds of other things that were created. We had about 100 fights that year. A former teacher came upon Kingian nonviolence education. One of King's associates, Dr. Bernard Lafayette, came to North Lawndale College Prep to get it underway. And he says, I see that this school on the west side of Chicago can become uh, not only a haven, but a launching pad for students and people embracing and living nonviolence and creating all kinds of necessary positive change. Smith is also a pastor with a booming voice, a poetic cadence, and a strong belief that change really is possible. And he believes that the peace warriors play a crucial role. They prevent fights, break them up, and run peace circles. The school's administration credits them with reducing fighting, and they offer hugs and candy to students confronting tragedy. But There's so much of it. Smith tracked students who lost someone, and it was often more than 150 by year's end. And in the face of this, teaching about nonviolence doesn't suddenly make these teenagers believers. Here's how one put it during a discussion this summer. The system, the juvenile system, the the county, just the ops. I feel like me personally, I can't be a peaceful person because you got to worry about, you constantly got to look over your shoulder for, for whatever. Ops is a term used to describe an enemy. 
Using nonviolence to confront a systemic injustice is one thing, but it's harder when it affects your brother, cousin, friend. Here's what another young man said in response to the question of nonviolence. The challenges of being a peaceful person is the stuff you've been through or like the stuff you see as a child. So like, say you see someone get killed, you ain't gonna be a peaceful person no more. One of the hardest principles for the teenagers to make sense of is number six. The universe is on the side of justice. Repeat after me, the universe, the universe. is on the side. Though Deanna introduced the principle with enthusiasm, she revealed she doubted it. She's one of the teenagers who was trained as a peace warrior this summer. Deanna has a cherub face and wears her hair in a puff. She's usually on the quieter side. But then she told the story of her cousin who got shot outside her aunt's house. And the police came and they said that he was in a foot chase. And so they chased him and they shot him in the back of his head. And the only thing he had in his pocket was a speaker. And they shot and killed my cousin and said it was suicide. Deanna says she doesn't think there'll ever be justice for her cousin. And what should the response be? Violence. It made me angry. At the end of the summer, Deanna said she still felt the same way. But others felt changed. A teen named Tyrika had just seen her cousin get shot and killed, and she said the principals gave her a different way to react. Some said the experience made them hopeful, like Jaquan. He said one principal stood out to him as a beacon in the face of the violence in his community. Principle number two, the beloved community is the framework for the future. I just believe if we put in the work and start to you know, push people to do their best, what we'll get out is the results and the, some good might come, out of, might come out of it. Smith, the preacher, said teaching nonviolence is a long game. It's what King spoke about. Right, and if we can hold on to the faith that one day all wrongs will be made right, the universe, the arc of the universe is bent towards justice and right. It is bent towards light. So eventually darkness will be overcome by light. That's why, even if the ground is hard and dry, he said it's still important to plant the seed. Sarah Karp, WBZ News.